Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball, basketball, football, NASCAR, plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling the Conversation Station or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream, or computer. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devin, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, and Bill Sparks. Well, good evening on this March 22nd, 2020, and welcome to Sports Lounge Live. I'm Bill Sparks. I'm in Naples, Florida, but I don't have a lot more to say, so I'm going to turn it over to Chris. Okay. Well, this is show number 85 for Sports Lounge Live, and we're all in our respective, uh, to use our to boxing terms, we're all in our, our corners. We've got, I was talking the other day in a group, we sort of uh, have all the sections of the country covered um, and I, we haven't talked about it since maybe we started, but where we are, I'm in Massachusetts. Uh, Sean is in Texas. Uh, uh, Robert is in California, and that's uh, Robert um, um, Herrick, a.k.a. Ringside Robert. He doesn't get mentioned on the on the uh, thing, but he's in California, and Perry's in Iowa, and Bill's in Florida. So we've, we've got the corners of the country covered. We can report on uh, infectious diseases or sports <laughs> or whatever we want to report on. I hope everybody's got their toilet paper, their hand sanitizers, their... Their um, comfort foods, uh, whatever well, they enjoy, adult beverages know, that they thing, like, Chris, whatever. One thing, Chris, yeah. that we should mention is, however, whoever is impacted by this in any way, you know, uh, we're, we're thinking about you and our thoughts are with you. And Absolutely. Uh, you know, we feel for stay you. Safe. Yeah, stay safe. Yes, stay safe. And you're, you've tuned in to us to hear us talk about sports, and we're going to do our darndest to entertain you. We are. Yes, However, I, obviously, we're talking a lot about things that aren't happening because of the coronavirus. That's but right. We, we, we will. Uh, let me tell you about the agenda, the agenda, and then uh, Sean can do his thing. But uh, <coughs> we're going to start with the NFL, and that is where some stuff we really did happen this week, and we'll be talking about it. Brady Day was not disappointing, and uh, Brady even moved on. So we'll talk about that. Then we'll go and we're going to do a boxing death because we have a couple of NFL deaths to do. But we'll do boxing and Robert will I'll read the info and Robert will talk about uh, uh, the man who died and uh, give uh, some perspective on him. Then uh, somewhere along in there, we'll do our break. Then we're going to be doing baseball with some speculation. We've got an injury, a noted, noted injury to report, of course. We have Rick's rankings of baseball here. We are going to run them down, and that, that's what they are. Three points for a World Series victory, one for a pennant, going from 2000 through 2019. So, so far this century, who's won the, who's got the most points and all that, you'll, you'll hear about it. And also, we're going to do a book review. Uh, Robert read the book about Willie Mays, and he'll be talking about that, and we'll give you information on that book. Then we're going to go uh, to uh, cancellations. Uh, what's uh, a little more updates on that and the NBA NBA first I'm sorry a couple of info a little info on that uh, and uh, sit down with Adam Silver that Sean was able to hear then some cancellations then this date in history and I uh, and I think that's it so Sean, and we have a we have a thing that uh, we're going to play on something Pete Rose tied, also something tied yep. in something tied into this date in history that's all we're, yeah. it's tied yeah. into one of the things for this date in history that's, that's all right. we'll tell you yeah so hey if you're in a state that can do it. Get you a to-go order. Get you some to-go alcohol if you're in one of those states. You know, right. yeah. Back Ca- and California, to it. yeah. California just approved that. By the way, you can take your alcohol to go now. So. Oh, well, yeah, you're that's... behind us. Wow, that's yeah. California yeah. behind Texas. But anyway, yeah. so if you're doing that, you want to chime in at any time. Download the Zoom app or dial six four six eight seven six nine nine two three. Then enter code two eight seven seven two three. 4,600, hit the pound key twice. When you come in, uh, star nine raises your hand on the phone, alt-y on the computer, and more key on your smartphone. Also, at any time, if you're listening to the podcast or even if you're listening live and you have something to say, you can leave us a voicemail, 800-693-0595, option number two. Leave us a voicemail. We're waiting, but... And speaking of waiting, we do not want to keep you waiting on all the big news of the week, which basically dominated the sports coverage because it's the only thing anybody had to talk about. I mean, we had no March Madness, so 
NFL free agency. Yeah, and the thing is, um, they, you know, the, the the thing was, it, it did not disappoint. There a lot, a lot happened, and uh, we'll try to run it down for you. I've got it sort of chronologically here as it as it came along, so we'll be skipping uh, back and forth from teams we mentioned, and then we'll get back to them. But we'll try to do a discussion on a lot of these things. First thing that happened was uh, Dak Prescott was franchised by the Cowboys. Uh, did they uh, finalize anything? Are they working they on the contract? Not, they uh, have they're not. Still working they're working on it. They're they talking about it, but nothing is done. They okay. have until anybody that was franchised, Chris, they have until July 15th to either give them a new contract or they have to play under the franchise tag. Yeah. Okay. Now, this was probably the strangest thing of of all. DeAndre Hawkins, uh, Hawkins, Hopkins, Hopkins, who's a great, <laughs> absolutely, who's a great receiver, uh, was traded from Houston to Arizona for David Johnson. Now, David Johnson has some potential, again, I suppose you could think of, but he's been injured the last, he was injured one year. He didn't have that great a year last year. Uh, he really had a wonderful year about three years ago, but he's, well, he you was, know, he's he was not, in, he was injured part of last year, too. He was injured, yeah. And two years and, ago, I think he was out altogether. What, what Robert? And Arizona gave him a hefty contract, so I'm really shocked that Houston obviously wanted to unload Hopkins' contract, but they picked what up you a hefty hear, contract. What you hear, Robert, is that uh, Bill O'Brien and Hopkins didn't get along that well. Yeah, yeah Michael Irvin put out some stuff, and Hopkins is, Hopkins is taking the high road and saying, I have nothing against Bill O'Brien, you know, but Michael Irvin tried to say that he, I uh, guess, uh, Bill O'Brien made a comparison to Aaron Hernandez because all his babies or something, and you know, baby, baby mamas and certain, yeah, so, yeah. Well, I think this trade is going to work out wonderfully for Arizona, but I'm not yeah. sure how well it's going to work out for Houston. No. It, I think see, it. Is, I think it depends. If Johnson can come back healthy, he's got a lot of potential. I mean, you know, yeah. he, he was a good. He does, he, I, but he's. Running backs, the problem with par- running backs, Perry, is that they don't last that long anyway. That's correct. And well, so and you're, you're, and you're already talking about an aging. Complete. When you're 26 or 27 and you're a running back, which is about what he would be, you're an aging and, running back already. Well, and, and keep, and and keep in mind, when he was in college, he, he was a heavily used running back. So, I mean, he, when, he played right. at Nor- when he played at Northern Iowa, he was a heavily used uh, running back. He also right. was kind of a wide receiver. So, you know, he, he's had a lot of football. Yep. Yep. Okay, now, then now here's a good Okay, oh go ahead, Sean. Bill O'Brien pretty much has the run of the run of the whole team in Houston because you know Bob McNair died. Cal is afraid to pull the trigger, I think, on any you know, Bill is a coach, Bill is a GM, anything that he's done, so Bill's pretty much doing whatever Bill is, do- Bill is doing the whole whatever thing. He but, wants. He, so, but he's uh, not well, Bill if your Bill, name is Bill, you get if your name is Bill you, and you were in football, you get to do the whole thing. That's what he's Yeah, but about. but he's, he's not Bill Bill O'Brien is not Bill Belichick. No, so, no, not. So we got some he's other not. news here. Other we do. Ahead, Chris. Now, here's a good trade, and this is a good thing, and this is going to make, you know, we know down the road we're going to be talking about Brady leaving the Patriots. Well, you've got Stephon Diggs coming to Buffalo. Now, this is a good thing for – they got a lot of draft – Minnesota got a lot of draft choices, a one, a four, a five, and a six. But right. the thing the thing is, they needed weapons. You know, they, uh, Josh Allen is okay. He's a pretty good quarterback, and this gives them a big weapon. And uh, this this could really put them, you know, with the Patriots going down a few notches, Buffalo has now gone up a notch. So this is making for the for the first time in uh, maybe 10, 11 years since Brady was hurt, uh, this division could be up for grabs now. And, and it sounds uh, like the problem in Minnesota was, I guess, Stefan Diggs had some things in the media that were critical of uh, Kirk Cousins. He wanted the ball more, is what he kept saying during the season. He was he was uh, really adamant about that. Yeah, that that's. I was just going to cover that, Perry. Uh, apparently, there's uh, there was some major conflicts there. He didn't get along. And see, what really uh, what really forced the trade is the Vikings extended Kirk Cousins, and as soon as the announcement was made. Diggs got on Twitter and said, I want out. And that's, yeah. so that's what happened. Yeah. Well, I think he found a good place to be in Buffalo. I think things are really on the upswing there. And I think, uh, they very well easily could win that division. Chris, they could. this year. They could. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like 30 years ago, Minnesota actually got draft choices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. The Herschel water. Yeah. So anyway, Drew Brees. Yeah. Oh, when you were at the time of the, we didn't. Uh, will they pick them on time? That's the question with Minnesota. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. 
Okay, Drew Brees to uh, New Orleans. Uh, he's going to stay in New Orleans, but he signed a two-year contract. That was kind of surprising. Maybe it's just for for cap purposes or whatever it is. But you know, he, he had said he really only wanted to play one more year, but now he has signed a two-year contract. So you know, I don't know, but what that means, whether he really will. Um, well, hey, if Brady can play at 42, maybe Breeze can do the same thing. Well, that's Chris. what he's thinking. And actually, they were looking it up. Of course, we're going to be talking about Brady and Breeze. They uh, haven't really had that many. They've only had five matchups in all these years that they've been around because they just – and I, I think uh, Brady's only won one of them or something. So, it's, yeah. uh, you know. Anyway, Carolina gave uh, Cam Newton uh, permission to look for a trade or work something out or do whatever he wanted Actually, to do. Actually, I think he's going to wind up being released unless unless that's happened already. I don't know. No, right. he hasn't been released. They're, they're I like think there's another crazy. deadline that usually around June 1st that the other stuff kicks in, and so you might see a flurry of releasings. And so we had some of them releasings, but you might see okay. some more of them later on. And we'll bring, bring Bill into this uh, conversation. Philip Rivers to the Colts. Uh, for one year, and uh, you know, what do you think of that, uh, Philip Rivers with the Colts, Bill? Well, it's probably a win-win because if it doesn't work out after a year, you can say goodbye. You know, and yeah. If it yeah. does, and they've got weapons. I mean, they they're going to have Dunn back. They've got you know got the, uh, a Marlon Mack for a running back, so he's got some weapons there. Not quite the weapons he had in uh, Los Angeles the last couple of years, but he's he's it's not going to be bad. And, and also uh, the, Col- the Colts made a very important trade that's yeah, going to prove them one? a great deal. Also, what about with the so, what was that? The Colts uh, the, and the Forty Nine ers. The one with the Forty Nine ers where they got the defensive player uh, Buckner. Buckner. Uh, yeah. Forrest. Uh, yeah. DeForest Buckner. What, what, they got. What, what do the Colts fans think of that, Bill? They're they're well. They didn't want to give up the first round draft choice, but they wanted somebody to anchor the defense, and he's right. twenty six. So well, and he and he's very good. So uh, I, I think in order to get him, Bill, you had to give up the first round draft pick. Yeah. And believe me, if the Forty ers weren't in salary cap trouble, they wouldn't have given him up at all. So right. And, and, so, and getting, yeah. getting back real quick, to, uh, you left out the part on Carolina why they're giving up on Cam Newton this time, Teddy Bridgewater. Well, that's right. We were just yeah. getting to that. Teddy Bridgewater yeah. is uh, leaving the Saints and going to go. So they have um, – the, who's, who's the young guy with the Saints The that's uh, going to be still there? Uh, Jason Hill. Jason yeah, Hill. Yeah, Hill. He's still there. So this is the, the expendable guy. We knew somebody would be going somewhere, and it was Teddy Bridgewater. And he's a pretty good – he had some good years. You know, he, he might be all right. The rumor, is, the rumor is Cam Newton could end up in Washington because Ron Rivera likes him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he could wind up in D.C. Well, why not? You had RG3, may as well get Cam, right? Yeah, apparently uh, apparently what it came down to is that Bridgewater was looking at going to the Bears, which we'll get to the Bears in a little bit. But he was looking at going to the Bears, but he didn't want to go there because he was going to have to compete in Carolina. He's pretty much going to be it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and and now we, of course, the big, the other shoe dropped, and finally everything was signed. They were working on wording and everything, but Tom Brady did go to Tampa Bay. He so now, yeah. now he needs to pass his physical and he signed. So now, in that division, you've got Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater, who's okay, not not an elite level like those two, but you've also got Matt Ryan. Uh, you know, Matt Ryan's still a pretty good quarterback. Yes, so, he is. Yeah. So you've got you, that quarterback division in the league. And I think Rick, my friend Rick and I were talking about this the other yesterday. I think Tampa Bay might be hosting Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City may be hosting Tampa Bay. That might be the first game of the year. You may see Tom Brady go back into Kansas City. Well, actually, um, uh, they were not sure about uh, that. They were talking on FAN the night that Brady signed his contract. They said ESPN could make the second Monday night game on that opening doubleheader, uh, Brady at Vegas against the Raiders. Right. but, but what I wonder is, it does do the Chiefs play? Uh, do the Chiefs play the play in Kansas City against Tampa Bay, or is there? I, I don't. Tampa I don't Bay? know if it's in Kansas. I know the uh, NFC South plays the AFC West this right. year. So, so at some point, Kansas City will play them, and you know yeah. Brady. You know you're going to see Brady on TV, and you'll see the Patriots a little bit too, because especially early, people are going to be curious about what they do, and depending because uh, you know we could we can talk about their options too. Now the next thing we were talking about the Bears. And uh, Nick Foles to Chicago uh, for a four, uh, going to Jacksonville. And, you know, uh, here we go again. Nick Foles, oft-injured Nick Foles. 
Uh, he's, you know, it's just, you just don't know what you're going to get. You know, obviously, um, Trubisky hasn't gotten it done in Chicago. Well, Everybody I knows think, that. I look, I know, I know Foles is injury prone, but he proved in Philadelphia, if he's got a good enough team around him, uh, he can get the job done. The problem is does Chicago have a good enough offensive line to protect him. Right. You know. And the other thing, too, is, I mean, I think people are to the point with, with Chicago. And I didn't remember this. I mean, they mentioned it. And then when they said it, because they had one of the uh, guys from the score on NFL uh, radio the other day. And they were mentioning the fact that they could have had Patrick Mahomes. And yes, they, took, they could have. They could have also had Deshaun Watson, too. So, yeah. Know. Yeah. So they took they took Trubisky, and the thing is, you know, basically people will want to get and him. And they, of town. Dra- Chris, they drafted up to take him. They yeah, yeah they traded up, up yeah. to get him. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, we got one for Robert to comment on, and I don't know if it's going to make any difference. But Marcus Mariota is go- My Mariota is going to the uh, Raiders. Um, well, you know what? I- I'm happy about this for one reason. Derek Carter, uh, Derek Carr can still be the starting quarterback. I was afraid the Raiders were going to go after Tom Brady and try to. And Mariota's a league minimum too. And uh, I was afraid that Derek, that uh, the Raiders were going to go after Tom Brady and throw Derek Carr out in the street. And okay. I, you know, Derek Carr is a good quarterback. The problem with him is every time he gets used to somebody's offense, they change. They changed coordinators. They changed coaches because when he came into the league, Jack Rio was the coach. Well, he didn't have a very good rookie year because he was getting used to the league. But the the second year, they went twelve and four, and he broke his leg in one of the last games. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he comes back, has a you know halfway decent year. Uh, Rio gets fired. They bring in Gruden, so he has to get to a whole, used to a whole new coaching staff. First year wasn't so great. Last year was much better. If they leave this guy alone and let him work in somebody's offense, Derek Carr will be the Derek Carr that we saw a few years ago. Well, okay. I think the yeah. problem. I think the problem with Gruden is the the best quarterback that Gruden could have is the one that he doesn't have. He he loves to you know. I hate I hate that. Is we have a we have a perfectly good serviceable quarterback. Leave him alone. Give him stuff around him. And everything will be fine. Okay. Well, then the Rams had to make some moves. And, of course, uh, Perry can talk about this. We got uh, Clay Matthews being cut and uh, Todd Gurley cut. And, of course, Todd Gurley goes on to Atlanta. But let's talk about the Rams. Those were were salary cap moves, Chris. The Rams were in deep salary cap trouble. So they had to make those moves. And and you know what? Todd Gurley with Matt Ryan in Atlanta, that's, as we were talking about Matt Ryan a minute ago, with Todd Gurley coming in with him. Oh yeah, if he, can, if, he can stay, if he can stay healthy, that that'll be he'll do well there. If he can stay and healthy, remember, and remember, he went to he went to college in Georgia, so he must yeah, be he from the University of Georgia. Yes, uh, he must be from the Georgia area. So he he's uh, from Georgia. Yeah, yes, so so he get, he's going home is what he's doing. Yeah, you know, okay. Yeah. We did. Uh, the NFL has been relatively unscathed because, of course, they aren't doing any workouts or anything. But Sean Payton, and not surprising since he lives in Louisiana, uh, <laughs> and, and things have been kind of nuts down there, uh, tested positive for the coronavirus. Yeah. So there, you, there you go. So he, yep. you know, so he's, Chris, uh, doing, so Chris, okay let's soon. let's go back to the Brady thing just for a second, Chris. Yep. What are what what's the? I mean, you're you're probably listening to the the people around the area. What are the people around your area thinking about that? People are not uh, – they're mad at uh, Belichick more than Brady, by far more than Brady. People are wishing Tom well. They they know they had a wonderful 20 years with him. They know that he took less money at least three times or so to, to stay not, – not to stay per se, but, but to build a better team around him. And Belichick, see, Belichick, the general manager – People do not have they. Everybody's drunk the Kool Aid about Belichick, the coach. He's the best coach ever. He yeah. is far from the best general manager ever. And no. you know, so this is going to be a real challenge. He says, "Okay, I'm going to do this without Brady." All right, well, that's fine. And and no, it's gonna was going to happen in a year or two anyway. But then that's great. But the point is, you know, what are you going to do now? Are you going to bring in what I would like him to do? And that today they brought in uh, Brian Hoyer, you guys told me when I got on here. Yes. But uh, I would like him to bring in for their veteran quarterback, uh, Andy Dalton. I think that Andy Dalton can do it, uh, do more than anybody else. I, I trust him more than I do Cam Newton. I think that Dalton, um, you know, put, put, put decent weapons around. They're not going to be great because the, the Patriots are in salary cap hell, too. Uh, uh, from, they, what I, from what I'm hearing, Chris, Bill is going to do it his way, 
And the three quarterbacks I told you that are on your roster are the ones you're going to have. Hoyer, uh, Cody Kessler, and Jared Stidham. He does not, he, uh, the veteran quarterback that he brought in is Brian Hoyer. He's not going to bring in anybody else. Well, you know, now it worked for him in 08 with Matt Castle, and he got a good year out of Matt Castle, and they almost made the playoffs. You know, and, you know, he, he's looking at it. So when he thinks of these guys, he's saying, okay, and not so much Kessler, but he's, he hasn't had a training camp with him. But he's looking at Hoyer, and he's liked things about Hoyer over the years, I think, at, at various points. And he looks at Stidham, and he liked what he saw last year. He, I'm not, he's not saying I don't think that they're the next uh, Tom Brady, but I think what he's saying is, you know, and, and, hey, it's all on him. You know, if it doesn't work. You know, people are going to be yelling and screaming. But uh, yeah, well, he, he said as of today, if the season were going to start, Jared Stidham would be the starting quarterback. So okay, well, you know, I guess, the, uh, um, I guess we may Bob actually Kraft? have an interesting training camp. You know, yeah. because usually in training camp, it's like, well, how many snaps is Brady going to play today? And yeah. you know, whoever these other guys are, you know, uh, you, you're just sort of watching them, but you don't really care. But uh, they're going to care. Uh, the only time they did care was in 2015 when you knew Brady couldn't play the first four games, and people did uh, focus in on Garoppolo and and uh, and Brissett. And Brissett. But you know, what were you going to say, uh, uh, Perry? I guess uh, Bob Kraft took out an ad in the Tampa Bay paper, yeah. uh, thanking Tom Brady and telling the you know the Buccaneers take care of of Tom. You know how he said how yeah. Brady was. It does not sound like the problem in any way was Tom Brady and Bob Kraft. Oh, no, no, it was oh, no, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. You know, one of the things Kraft with with the quarterbacks, his two main quarterbacks that he's had, Drew, Bred, Drew, Bled, Drew Bledsoe, he would tell you would be like a son to him, and he felt the same way about Tom. Uh, they just got along great, and, uh, you know, this is not about Robert at all. It's about yeah. Bill and Tom, and it, I guess Basically, it may go back it's to Elway, it's Elway and Dan Reeves, except yeah. right. Brady won Super Bowls, mm-hmm. and Dan right. Reeves and Elway didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because they hated each other. So yeah, then, yeah. getting getting back on to the you know to the rest of this, we have Melvin Gordon to Denver of all places. I was surprised about that. I, I didn't know where he'd go, but that was kind of not one I had thought much about. Oh, but for a minute, to get back to the Brady thing, uh, just for a minute, because I forgot, Tampa Bay has a lot of weapons, and yes, that's they what do. he wants. Yes, that's yes. what he wants, and that their defense that needs work. That's where their problem is. I mean, you look at that uh, that Giants game last year, where you know that was ridiculous. You know, here they just let the Giants march down, and then of course they missed the field goal that would have won the game. They're, they could have gone. They went. They went seven and nine. They could have gone nine and seven, ten and six easily. So, well, from, you know, from from what I'm hearing, Chris, a lot of free agents who didn't consider Tampa Bay before, they're all, all the players and their agents are flooding Tampa Bay's phone lines because a lot of people want to come and play with Brady. Oh, sure, sure. And you know what? There is one person Tom Brady said he loved to play with him, and I'm going, uh oh, here we yeah. go, because he liked. He liked the little bit of time he had with him. Uh, Antonio Brown, I know. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I hope Tampa Bay doesn't do that I re- because I don't think – this is coming from a Raider fan, guys, but I don't think the guy deserves to be back in the league. What makes uh, me think Antonio Brown isn't minding his P's and Q's and staying home? You know, what makes me think he might be going out uh, socializing yeah. on a night like this? And where does Antonio live? He lives in Florida. And we yeah, saw that's that a we, great place to be. That's that's and, the next hot spot. We've got Louisiana now coming up on the outside, but Florida's on on the way because yeah, and, and we saw now. how Florida beaches this week were being handled. Yeah, with, you know, they're idiots, all closed, so. I guess. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. well, anyway, getting back to football. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so Melvin Gordon to the, the you know to the the uh, to Denver. So we'll see. Uh, the, so uh, I gonna... think that'll work out well for him because Drew Locke, uh, he's a young quarterback. It'll give him somebody yeah. to. Depend on in the backfield, so yep. I think that'll be a good thing for him. Basically, we've been kind of doing what a fantasy uh, show would do and talking about the offense, but you got to mention this name because it's one of the best. Ha-ha uh, 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 Clinton Dix. He is going to the Cowboys, and we yep. have to mention where he's going. You know, that's always important. And let's see who else we got. Emmanuel Sanders to New Orleans. Well, you know, Boy, you know Chris, that ha Clinton Dix is a great player. He came out of the Nick Saban system. Yes. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right. And, and also, also Jason Witten signed with the Raiders. I don't know. I don't know how much of Jason Witten there is left. But no, I don't know. It's not a whole lot. But Emmanuel Sanders to the Saints. Now there's, there's, uh, you know, he's been a little injured the last couple of years. You know, for some of the time. But that's, you know, if you've got Thomas and you got Sanders. You know, who, you can't double team any everybody. So again, boy, the, that's again, a good move. if the Forty ers were not in salary cap hell, they would have kept Emmanuel Sanders. But right, you know, 
So okay, Dallas yeah. did resign Omari um, Cooper. Speaking of yes. weapons, so that's five that's, years, hundred million dollars. So and the tight end Hooper went to Cleveland. Yeah, uh, the Atlanta tight end Hooper there went to Cleveland. Yep. And uh, let's see, Ebron. Uh, oh, okay. Let's see, Eric Ebron. I think went to uh, or ever. What is his name? Is Evan Ebron? Uh, no, it's Eric. Eric, okay, to Pittsburgh, yeah. Yeah. and uh, and uh, let's see. Oh, Derrick Henry was franchised by uh, Tennessee, right? Which is not surprising. And uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, I think that's about it. Did we yep. we got any other moves that I didn't cover here? No, I think you, I think I think you got all the big ones, Chris. Yeah. Okay. okay now uh, the NFL so we, draft. Yes, okay, the NFL ahead, draft. Yeah. Yes, the go NFL ahead. draft is not going to be in Vegas this year. What they're going to do, they're going to have it the old style back where they're in New York, but then they will be all the teams will be back in their offices or in their cities, and they may have it to where ESPN and Fox and NFL Network can look in on those teams in their war rooms. They're going to have mm-hmm. yeah. you know, that possibly set up. Right. And, they, you know, unlike, you know, when we used to have it, it used to be on Tuesday mornings or whatever, Thursday mornings, and it would be this kind of thing where, you know, people were drafting from their rooms and they were all separate. But you had the guys like Gil Santos and so forth are covering, uh, you know, covering from the thing, giving reports. Now you're going to have it's really going to be organized. You're going to have stringers. Fox and ESPN is going to hire local folks from their channels to go and do this. And so you're going to see, you're probably going to see like all the Fox sports anchors on the Fox coverage, you know, doing this and the ESPN guys uh, will use the local guys and their ESPN guys. And the NFL people will use the NFL guys, you know, right. So you're going to have real coverage with, with real reporters here. So we do have a couple of deaths to report uh, connected to the NFL and then we will uh, be done with uh, the NFL, and then we can think about whether it's break time or get calls or do whatever. We'll do these first. I, I we think we, it, will Mc... be about, it will be about break time, Chris, after we get done with the NFL. All okay. right. So we got Bill McPherson. Now, I had not heard of this guy, and I'm sure probably, Robert, you did being out in the West Coast. I did not know this name. Uh, I, the McPherson, I would have, uh, and I know it's Dick, and, of course, he's, he's gone, but Bill right. McPherson died at 88 years old. He was an assistant coach for, for years. He was an assistant coach, defensive, and he was always on the defensive side of the ball. Assistant coach at Santa Clara from uh, 63 through 74. Then at UCLA, 75 through 77. And then Philadelphia, 78. And why Philadelphia? Because Dick Vermeil probably brought him there. That's Dick correct. Dick Vermeil, of course, had been at UCLA. So then right. he went to Philadelphia, 78. Then he went to the 49ers, and he was there from 79 till he retired in 05 with different Yeah, Bill, uh, Bill Walsh brought him in, and after Bill Walsh retired, he worked for George Seaford and company and stayed yep. in the 49ers organization. From so. 79 until 05, as I said. 79 right. through 98, he was a defensive, defensive coach. Right. Uh, and the, and the uh, coordinator from '89 through '93, and mm-hmm. then in '99 through '05, he moved. Uh, he was the personnel director. Right. And of course, with the uh, 49ers, he got uh, five rings. That's correct. Uh, five golden rings, as we say. Yeah, okay. And then uh, Pat, uh, Pat McPherson is his son, and he's the tight end coach for the Seattle uh, Seahawks. And then uh, the other uh, guy would be Benny Malone, running back, 68 years old. Played for Miami between 74 and 78, Washington in 78 and 79. Uh, and he, uh, let's see, he had 706 attempts, 2,693 yards, uh, 19 touchdowns. And his big game, the game everyone will remember, the Saturday before Christmas in 74 against the Raiders, uh, that he scored a touchdown with about two minutes to go, a 23-yard, I think, touchdown run. And then uh, and everybody thought this is, uh, you know, the Dolphins are all set. Raiders came down. And I am not familiar with this. Uh, I think I've heard the highlight with Kirk Gowdy calling it. But the Sea of Hands catch, then I didn't know about this. Uh, uh, yeah, no, that was – and uh, I, uh, of course, have I – Have you seen remember, that, Robert? Yes, yeah. I, I have seen that, uh, uh, you know, uh, because uh, me and my dad, we uh, we would go to games back in those days. Uh, uh-huh. uh, and uh, – uh, I can't remember whether uh, I think we ended up watching this one on TV. But uh, you talk about Kurt Gowdy's call. Everybody's heard that, but Bill King had a hell of a call for that oh, one. I bet also. he did. Yeah, I bet he did. So, so, yep. so that so that was the big uh, thing with, the, of course, no Super Bowls. Miami. That was right after he came. Right after the Super Bowls were over. The January '74 was our last appearance. He came in the fall of '74. So no Super Bowls for him, but that's good correct. solid running back. And and there you go. That's what, what I was talking about about running back. Six years. Often about what you see from a running back because they just get 
beaten up. So I guess so. it's time for our break, right? It is. Let's well, take our two-minute timeout, and then Bill will come back. He'll tell us if anybody in the world is listening. But right now, let's take our two-minute timeout. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. (laughs) Only you can prevent wildfires. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me. But I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. What if I told you that a tornado was going to happen tomorrow right where you live? That it would touch down at exactly 3.17 p.m. and I told you the exact path it would take. You would, of course, prepare. You would talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true. I can't tell you a tornado will strike tomorrow. But shouldn't you have a plan anyway? Go to ready.gov slash communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. You can make a difference by dropping off a hot meal and saying a quick hello. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Well, we do have a few listeners this week. Let's see. We've got a Fairborn, Georgia. That's a new one. And uh, Whittier, California. We do have a listener, some one listener from Spain. And okay. pretty much. Pretty All right. Be much safe over there, boy. Things are crazy yeah. in Europe. Kid. Yeah. I'm just looking here to see. But nothing. Usually we got to say hi to the real 225. Yes, hello, Pierre. Yes. We got French Lick, Indiana, the home of Larry Bird. Gary must be checking in. Yeah. That's Gary. His real name is Gary. He's checking in. And St. Louis and the usual suspects. But Yep. Marlene and uh, and, uh, And Leonard. Leonard, Leonard. yeah. Yep. And our our rest of our friends. We have our our Michigan and Iowa crowds. Yes, we always have those guys. And. so there we go. Our next yeah. on our agenda, Chris, is is there one more death that Robert is gonna? I'm gonna give him the info, or give us the info, and then Robert will talk about this guy, and then we'll move yep. into uh, baseball and and the NBA and uh, the other stuff we already m- mentioned before. But the death is of um, uh, Roger May, uh, May, Mayweather. May, he was Mayweather. Rod, yes, Roger May, Mayweather. Yeah. Mayweather, Roger 58 Mayweather. years old, uh, WBA super featherweight. Uh, championship 119 and I go oh, David USF outdid himself here he gave it states and everything yeah. 11983 until 22684 then he was the WBC light welterweight uh from uh, what boy they they split this up they, they talk about splitting hairs on a whatever they they do it now light that's welterweight correct. used to have welterweights and lightweights now we got light welterweights okay that's correct 111287 until 51389 and then and then he was other minor held other minor championships he fought between 81 and 99 so a long career uh his record was 59 and 13 and he was the brother of Floyd Mayweather uh junior uh yep. so no uh see so he he uh, senior, senior senior yeah and he was J- junior's trainer that's what that's the deal correct. was from 96 yep, to yes. 98 and 09 to 12 right. and uh and he was uh, apparently had years of declining health. So what do you want to say uh, about uh, Roger Mayweather? Well, the reason why Roger had such declining health, Chris, is the way he fought. He was he was uh, a typical brawler back in the day. He he didn't believe in defense. He he believed if you hit me, I'm going to hit you just as much back. And and uh, you know had a hell of a career. And that's why Floyd, 
ended up fighting the way that he did. He he became a defensive fighter. He said under no circumstances did he want to get involved in any kind of fights like his uncle did. And, and that's why that's why Floyd Mayweather Jr. came up with the style that he did. And, of course, Floyd ended his career at 50-0. and 0, So, you know, he never lost. Yeah. Uh, another boxing note that I can pass along I don't know if this will come off. It depends on what happens with this virus. But uh, Canelo Alvarez and Triple G, Gennady Golovkin, have signed for fight number three, and that's supposed to take place in Jerry's world on September the 12th. So we'll see if that actually takes place. Canelo had a fight scheduled with somebody else in May, but that's already been scrapped because of what's going on. So yeah. we'll, we'll see in September whether we have sports back or not. So well, I, we'll, I hope I, if, we, if we don't, there's going to be a lot of upset people. That's for yeah. sure. Not just yeah. about sports. Yeah. But so, anyway, so yeah. We, we, I guess we move on to baseball. The big uh, off-the-field news or whatever is Chris Sale does have to have Tommy John surgery, or I, mean, I guess he's already had it, right, uh, Perry? Yes. He's already had the operation. Yes. He's already yeah, had he, it. He yeah. already had it. He did. And so he, of course, will be out all this year, what there is of it, and he'll be out into the middle of next year. So, uh, you know, it's going to, you know, what a week. You lose Tom Brady, you lose uh, Chris Sale for the year, a year and a half, whatever you, uh, I'm telling you, it's uh, just been a great uh, week around here. Uh, So then we had, uh, we have a a book to tell you guys about, and this is one that Robert can comment on after I give you the the information. Uh, It's a book about Willie Mays, uh, and it was written in 2010. It's uh, 32 hours on on Bard or on your library and your your player. Uh, the life and legend of uh, of Willie uh, Willie Mays, and yep. it was written by James S. Hirsch. Yes, and he's a, and, and, and apparently New York Times reporter. 597 pages. Yep. The number is DB 70896. DB yes. Yeah, and and uh, it's written, written, uh, read, I should say, by uh, Patrick uh, Downer. I think Patrick his name Downer. Is. Yeah. Yeah. So, what would you want to tell us about this book, uh, Robert? Well, uh, I've got to give him, uh, Mr. Downer a lot of credit. He's not one of my favorite narrators as far as reading a book is concerned, but he did an outstanding job with with this book, and uh, James Hurst did an outstanding job writing this because. You you find out all kinds of things about Willie Mays that you didn't know. It goes through his entire career, year by year, uh, talks about games in detail and managers and people he played with, you know, who he didn't get along with, who he did get along with. Uh, talked to, and talks a lot about his personal life and how his finances have been handled over the years. And for those that don't know, Willie Mays is still very much alive. He'll be oh, eighty nine. Yeah. He'll be 89 on May 6th, so, uh, he, and he contributed a lot to this book. It was an authorized biography. There's a lot of unauthorized biographies about Willie Mays, but this one goes into great detail. And for those of you that are missing baseball and you don't know when baseball will get back, it's, it's an excellent read. Okay. So, Perry, you were listening to some stuff on the front office today on uh, Sirius XM. What did you hear about baseball? and specul- It's all speculation. but It's what, all speculation. What's the that? speculation that? is that the, apparently they are t- – obviously the, the union and the owners are negotiating out a lot of things, service time, you know, and all that stuff that, that would go into a year. They're having to negotiate it all out. That'll A lot of it probably will depend upon when the season starts. Uh, Mark Shapiro of the Blue Jays feels that when they get the go-ahead, totally it's going to take about a month to get everything ramped back up. And then probably – you would think the season would likely not start much before July 1st. You know, you're hearing possibly June 1st, but most likely it's going to be July and and all that stuff. So what, what they're saying is if that happens, they may have to play in spring training sites, uh, alternate stadiums, because some of these places may still yet not be down enough from the virus to play. And, of course, another thing being talked about is will there be a draft this year? If there is not a draft with all the signing bonuses that they have to give out and all that, baseball figures they could save about $400 million. Now, that brings up a whole lot of other issues. You know, what about a high school kid that doesn't want to go to college and all that? So there's there's a lot of things in motion 
you know, about baseball yeah, and, and and when it may. And well, that's of, what they could do. They could maybe to... have a draft of, of non-college players or something. They've got what they have to do with a, in a situation like that. They have to talk to their lawyers because you can't have Joe Schmo from uh, Hannibal Mo who think, thinks he should be playing ball, suing the whole of MLB and winning winning half of the stadiums because he, you know, they, the people are keeping him out this year and this is his profession and you know and the jobs are available kind of thing so you know it's it's really there's so much you know just just in society is going to be a lot of litigation about a lot yeah, of things i, I heard a minor over. i heard a minor league player get interviewed by the fan this morning and and he was saying well what about us minor league players uh uh we only get paid if we play and we're, we don't have major league contracts well, uh, and you know, and it's very possible that even when they do start, these pitchers are not going to be ready. You may see expanded rosters, you oh, know, yeah. from even even from the twenty six. You oh, may yeah. see that you may see that roster thing go by the boards for this year. Um, it, yeah. I would I would think they're both saying they want to get in as many games as they possibly can. So for those who a lot of people apparently don't like them, I do. For those who don't like them, you may see scheduled double headers this year. I love double headers. Oh, I do too. Uh, you know, yeah. And of course, the problem is it cuts the pie. So if you have situations where some cities are not playable, uh, you know, you, and you you say, okay, we can't play in New York because of what happened in New York or whatever, right. that could really mess up. You know, in the Red Sox and Yankees, uh, you know, instead of playing at you know Legends Field. They're not. They're not going to draw as much money as they would at Yankee Stadium. So that, yeah, but that the, cuts the, the whole attendance money pie. doesn't matter as much. Attendance money doesn't it, matter. It, oh, it, oh, it, Sean, Sean, it does because you get that concession money and all that too. It it, it yeah. does. Your but I think your point is is valid too. They're going to get a lot of TV money. That that is they true will. too. They will. Yeah. Yes. So then, okay. So we have here for uh, to finish off our baseball. Uh, in a way, although we're going to come back to a ba- baseball note when we get to our uh, days in history, we're going to do something. But we have what I did again. I'll explain it quickly. We we did this for football. Uh, my friend Rick in in the Massachusetts came up with a, a system one time where you get three points for a championship, one point for appearing in the finals or in the World Series or the Super Bowl, whatever it is. So in the next few weeks we're going to be running these down and we're doing baseball first, and I think next week we'll do basketball. And so we'll do baseball. And so what you get is, for example, we'll start, we'll just do the we'll do the American League first, then the the National League. We'll do it in order of the way they they came out. And the thing is, the Red Sox are easy. It's an easy way to start us off. They get they were in four World Series since 2000, and they won four World Series, so they get 12 points. So there you go. They're the, the I'll the, kill the suspense. They're the leader uh, here in this century so far with points. So you have the Red Sox with 12, the Yankees with eight. Houston with five. Now Houston's an interesting case because they were in the they were the World Series representative of the National League in the 2005 against the White Sox, and of course now they're over in the American League where they won their World Series, and then they were again the World Series loser as they were in 05 and 19. So that's where they're five points. But some of them, uh, one of them is National League pennant. So there you go. Uh, we have Kansas City with four, the White Sox with three. They were there once and won it. Angels with three, same deal. Detroit with two. There were two losing appearances for the Tigers. Texas with two. Same thing with them, two losing appearances. Tampa Bay with one. They were beaten by the Phillies in 08, so that's the time they came. Cleveland only once in this century, losing to the Cubs, of course. Uh, what about the Giants, Chris? You forgot about them. No, we're, we're, we're not in the, we're na- not the National League yet. Not in the National oh, League yet. okay. All right. We're doing, the, we're doing it league by league. Just to, okay, I'm, you know. I'm sorry. Okay. So we got Cleveland with one point, uh, and then the teams with no points in the American League, uh, are you surprised the Baltimore Orioles have no points? No, they have no, no points. Baltimore, Toronto, Minnesota, and Minnesota's won divisions. They just haven't gotten the World Series since uh, 90, uh, 87. 91. 91, uh, yeah, in 87 and 91 they went. Baltimore, Toronto, Minnesota, Oakland, and the A's haven't been since 1990, and Seattle has never been. All those teams have zeros. Yeah. In the National League, okay, here's uh, – not that it's uh, – Robert's Giants, but uh, yeah, no. you know, he doesn't want the Bay Area to be forgotten. They lead the National League with 10 points. St. Louis yep. with eight. Philadelphia with four. So they won the World Series, and they lost that one to the Yankees. So they they've got four points. The Cubs with three, as we know about that, the 2016 victory. Miami with three, and, of course, that was the 2003, uh, the second championship and the second fire sale after <laughs> 2003. Washington with three points. Of course, they just made it last year and, and got in there and won it. Arizona with three. They made it the one time in 01, and they won it. 
the Mets with two, two losing appearances. The Dodgers with two, two losing appearances again. Colorado with one, that great streak they had, one of the best uh, streaks ever by a baseball team. Colorado got in there to the 07 World Series and was swept by the Red Sox. Then we have, uh, for zeros, Atlanta. Now, boy, you say, you know, if you were doing this, listen to this 20 years ago, uh, 20 years from now, you projected yourself forward from 1999. Atlanta with no points in the 21st century. Yep, that's yep. the way it is. Atlanta, Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and San Diego have no points. So there you go. Yep. That's the story with that. So let's see. That's baseball. So, yeah, we're going to do this for basketball next week. And, uh, you know, if you made the finals, you get one point. If you won the championship, you get three. I think you're going to find, and I, this is just, uh, you know, we had – in each league, we had 10 teams get in and five not. I think you're going to find a lot fewer teams in basketball. Yeah, basketball and, of course, yeah. That and of course, for baseball, if you were doing this historically, the Yankees would be way ahead of everybody else. They would. Oh, they yeah. would. But we don't, we, we don't have yeah. uh, you yeah. know, the, the information. So the NBA, we had uh, four Brooklyn Nets tested pos- uh, positive for the bri- virus, including Kevin Durant. He came out and uh, said that. Yep. Uh, we had two Lakers. They didn't announce who they were. No, and, and Marcus three, Smart. And uh, well, and three Philadelphia 76ers. Yep. And and Marcus Smart is correct. Yep. So the two we know about uh, other than the two jazz players uh, are, you know, Kevin Durant and Marcus well, Smart. Well, and Christian Wood from Detroit. And That's Christian right. Wood from Uh let's see. Okay, so you uh, heard a little sit down with Adam Silver, uh, Sean. Yeah, uh ESPN's Rachel Nichols had a, had a 20-minute interview on Wednesday, I believe it was, with Adam Silver. And she talked to, to him about what he thought about the NBA and when they would come back and how they would do this. He said, really, we can't figure out now. But he said they have, they're looking at a three-tiered plan. They have no problem playing until July or August because he said there's enough players. If the Olympics even go on, which we'll get to that in a minute, if they even go on, there's enough players. He said, we have three options. When we can play in front of full arenas, when we can run with uh, empty arena games, and a third option is players that have not tested positive, they could do like inter, you know, all-star type games for charity. Because the one thing he said he's worried about are the fans. You know, sports is kind of a relief, and the fans aren't having anything to watch. You know, he said, hey, if they could get some empty arenas and get it to where only the players are in, and, you know, you screen the announcers that are going to be there. Anybody that's going to film it, you they screen them, and you you do this, and it goes to relief funds for the virus and for the workers and for other people. And you put it on TNT or ESPN, they said it would give, you know, it would give the people at home something to watch because he said we're looking at all three things as of right now he still wants to finish the season which Mm -hmm. i mean there's 20 games left i mean they could very easily just come back play some exhibition games start the playoffs or do like what you said play a game in your division five games yeah maybe play each of your division foes play play four games stuff like that but he's still talking about the uh trying if they can to finish finish the season, which I don't know, but it was a really good 20-minute interview, and he said, now, the only thing I did, he tried to get out like, oh, hey, NBA, we were ahead of this doing the cancellation. You were only ahead of the on the cancellations because you had Rudy Gobert test positive. That right. was the only thing out of this. Right. But now, another thing he said, it. another thing, Sean, that he said was that they are looking at the possibility going forward of – if they go into August, starting the season on or about Christmas Day, and he thinks that might be something that they do permanently in the future. Because, well, yeah. Yes. This and, year, for example, if they looking, play to August, they almost have to start the season at Christmas. You've got to give these well, guys an because off they're looking at the way they're looking is when they start in October because they've been trying to start it earlier. You have the NFL in full season. You have college football and the World Series. Now, and, the, and, the and the NHL, and the NHL, and remember, with yeah. a lot of the with a lot of the NBA teams, uh, they share the arena with the NHL. So, if, well, if the yeah, if, but but the, if, but a big the, part of it, but a part of it is the two big ratings getters in October when they when them and the NHL start are the NFL and the World Series. They right. can start in November so, still with the NFL, but 
they talk about their biggest, one of their biggest years ratings wise was the lockout year of 20. Uh, 11, 2013? 11 into 12. Yeah, in, 11 into 12. 11, 12. Yeah, 11, yeah. 12. Yeah, the 11, 12. They started Christmas Day. That was their biggest ratings giver. Now, you run into certain things because some players play international ball, but the positives on that in July, you only have baseball. You have baseball and you have uh, the British Open and you have some NASCAR. If they go into early August, you start going against preseason football. But, I mean, if they pushed it, I would not, I would probably say not Christmas, but if they pushed it back to Thanksgiving and had it go into mid to late July, I don't know. Yeah, Thanksgiving actually does over. work because college football is almost off the stage when you get to yeah. the Thanksgiving, you know. Well, uh, but, yeah, no, I, you know, I, I like this plan, whether they start Thanksgiving or Christmas, because if you're a hockey fan, uh, then the NHL could do their schedule differently and uh, – you know, yeah, you might have to play a lot of home games early to accommodate the NBA, but it, at least it, it would make the NHL's job a lot easier putting their schedule together. One thing I think people are getting, and I've heard this, and just people don't really know, uh, the, the uh, mechanics I think are good enough. There's talk, of course, the NHL is a parallel situation. They've got a few games left when they stopped, and they right. fewer games than the NBA, but they need to restart or not have a season, and depending on how this virus goes. But right. my point is, the hockey, you know, they were playing in, in Tampa Bay in June in the Stanley Cup Finals of 2004. So that is correct. Like, and in June in 2004, it's just as hot in Tampa Bay as it would be in July or August in That's Boston correct. or wherever yeah. you're, you're St. Louis, wherever you're playing the finals. So mm-hmm. my point is, you can now play hockey. You know, They have the technology, I think, in these new buildings yes. to play hockey whenever you want to play hockey. But I've been hearing a lot of people say, oh, the ice would melt. No, I don't think so. I don't think you no. have to worry about that. So that's yeah. that's the best. Okay, so we had some well, more cancellations in, in Dallas in Dallas in 1999 when they won. It was 99 when the Stars won the Cup. You go to Dallas in June. Yeah, it was May into June, right? And that's right. So we had some more cancellations. We had NASCAR has moved their races back to at least May up through May 3rd. They're canceled. Uh, and, Kentucky uh, Derby Form- has been... and Formula and Formula One has canceled even more races. So okay, we'll yeah. Kentucky Derby has been moved to uh, the first big college football Saturday. Speaking Labor of Day that, weekend, Labor Day weekend, yeah, Labor Day weekend. That could, uh, that could 5th, work out because you see this. Depending on who Notre Dame opens up against that that first week, NBC the Derby leading into a Notre Dame night game. Oh, yeah. there, you, there you go. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And then the question will be what's going to happen with uh, the other races, you know, what they're going to do about them and whether they're going to move the whole Triple Crown to September, October. And then, you know, you would and uh, there was a discussion about maybe still the Breeders' Cup could still be in November, although it'd be hard for the three year olds. But the other right. classes could certainly run in November. So uh, we'll see and, how that all goes. And also in tennis, they've moved the French Open from May till September. And a lot September of pe- and a lot of people in tennis are very upset about that because the way the schedule works uh the u.s open would end and then a week later they'd go right into the french so uh, i think there's going to yeah. be some some negotiations going on about and now they're talking about the masters in october because they shut down they're talking about the masters on the same weekend that they have a vegas tournament and the vegas tournament would be the other tournament because the uh the FedEx Cup's already decided. The master still wants to go ahead and have it, but right. there's talk of having them in October now, so we don't mm-hmm. know. One thing that is being had, and I, Perry brought this to our attention, and the people have been listening to it a little bit, Westwood One has had some basketball on this weekend, haven't they, Perry? Uh, has, I has, wait, hold, hold on, Robert. As has CBS Television. Yeah, um, but yeah. yes, oh, Westwood they? One. Westwood One had games on Thursday. That the '79 Championship on Thursday night. They had a game on Friday night, and then they had double headers yesterday and today at noon Eastern, and they're going to have that same schedule next week. Yep. Right. And CBS right. had triple headers, and CBS only has the 1982 stuff on. Right. 82 to the present. Right. Yeah, they, like they had, yesterday they had the 82 and 83 and 92 championships, uh, and today they had Kansas-Memphis. Also saw last year's with Texas Tech and Virginia. I can't mm-hmm. remember what the other one was. I didn't wonder who won. I wonder who, I wonder who won that game last year between Texas Tech and Virginia because <laughs> they were about today. Uh, they were about to start the overtime, and uh, we were preempted because Governor Reynolds here had a press conference. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. So uh, we and, missed the overtime. Another, an, another one that has not been canceled, but 
the U.S. track and field, the U.S. gymnastics, U.S. swimming, the Norwegian Olympic Committee, and others. There's several others all petitioning the IOC to either cancel or postpone the Olympics. And they're saying, well, we can't postpone it to another year because that would throw things off. And No, believe me, with everything going on in the world, I think they could very easily move it to next year. It sounds like what they're going to do, Chris, it sounds like what they're going to do is they're going to give it four weeks and then they're going to either have them or they'll just be canceled. Yes, because Probably. in 1940 and 1944, there were no Olympics because of World War II. So it's yeah, not it would unprecedented be, it, it would, to, yeah, to they just would cancel. cancel Yeah, Yeah, they this would is, cancel them. But remember, this is the IOC. You look at the IOC, FIFA, and the NCAA, probably the three most corrupt organizations in the first Oh, place. my God, you're right about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, you never so now know. our last feature, and we're, we're, of course we're going to do this so that we uh, end up with our with our uh, thing that we want to play at the end of the. I think it would make sense to to end the show with it. Uh, right. So we'll do. Uh, we had some uh, this day in history, and uh, some of these uh, didn't come up with stuff for every day, Sean. But uh, March nineteenth was a big day for Duke. Well, no, Duke actually, Inter- we'll start on March eighteenth. We'll start on March eighteenth. Okay. okay, go March ahead. March eighteenth. March eighteenth. Mike Sheshewski got hired, because there wasn't really much in 1670, but honestly, but March 18th, Mike Krzyzewski, 1980, got hired as the head coach at Duke, and he's still there, 40 years. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. March 19th, well, first of all, Bill Russell, Casey Jones, that team in San Francisco, winning their championship in 55. Yep, and, and they, they the LaSalle team, and the, the big yeah. player on the LaSalle team was Tom Gola, who had a long NBA career, too. But so. the big historic one on March 19th that really comes up, Texas Western, now known as University of Texas El Paso, coached by Don Haskins, beat Adolph Ruff's Kentucky Wildcats. And you say, in 1966, and you say, why is it significant? It was the first time five black players started in an NCAA championship game, and they defeated Kentucky with five white players. Now, some say Adolph Ruff never wanted to recruit black players, but there's others, including Pat Riley, who was on the team, who say that Ruff wanted black players. And he he used this to go to his Board of Regents and say, look, this is why we need black players. There's kind of that, that you don't really know. It could be Riley defending his coach, because I've heard other stories with Adolph Ruff also. Yeah, me too. You know, he wouldn't play Louisville. Remember, he wouldn't play Louisville, and then after he was gone, the legislature, they stepped in and made him play a game. There was, you know, but it was the big, big historic event that changed. And some and some say, like I said, Adolph Ruff, and it's very similar to the story. Bear Bryant actually talked about this himself with Alabama and USC. He scheduled a game against USC because he wanted to recruit black players, but he was being held back. And so he knew that if these USC guys beat them, then his board of his alumni board of regents were probably like, okay. Go ahead and start recruiting them. He, right. Now, some are saying Adolph Ruff did that because two years later they started recruiting black players at Kentucky. But it was Texas Western, not really any big names on there. No, no, I wasn't not sure. Any. There was one I thought might be, but I'm not sure about that. So I'm not going to say. Oh, yeah, we know, don't, but I'm not we sure don't if he was on that team. But nothing sure. really, nothing no. really major. But then March 20th, and this ties into what we have. March 20th began a March of 1989. It began a pretty big investigation in baseball. Pete Rose betting on baseball, betting on his team, the Cincinnati Reds, and it led to him getting banned from baseball and And that that happened on August 24th of 89, and then a week later, Bart Giamatti died. Correct. Yeah, and, and of course, the debate some say, well, he signed the paper. If he didn't sign the paper, then he has no, you know, but, you know, it's like, hey, he signed the paper, but who knows why he signed it? Should he be in the Hall of Fame? I think he should, even if yes, he's not he allowed baseball. He, he certainly should. should. I mean, fame, in, my, in my lifetime, Pete Rose is the best hitter I've seen. And he did yeah. this, and he did this as a manager, not as a player. Yeah, that's as correct. A, as a player, as a player, he should be in the Hall of Fame, but yeah, that's, this this date, March 20th, Friday, started the whole, kicked off the whole investigation. So, shall we go right on into the to the clip here? If we're ready for it? 
Here we go. Yeah. Does anybody else have anything? No. We'll go into the clip, and then we'll come back and say goodbye. Okay. Go ahead, Bill. Fall for a very short period of time uh, hurts. The hurt may last longer than Pete Rose hopes. He's been banned from the game of baseball for life. This is CNN Evening News, live around the world, with Patrick Emery and Donna Kelly reporting. This was a sad day for baseball and one of the game's greatest players. Good evening to you. We will have the full story on the banning of Pete Rose shortly. And still to come on CNN's Evening News, the fall of one of the boys of summer. Pete Rose I gets thumbed out of baseball, but he leaves the field arguing the call. We'll have reaction to the Rose ruling from players, owners, and the people who buy the tickets. I think Pete knew the rules, and he broke them. That's, that's just a tough lot. I just feel that he shouldn't have violated all the rules. And since he did, he should be banished. You know, my comment now is what's going to happen in five years when his penalty is erased. Will he still make the Hall of Fame or not? Good evening, I'm Dan Hicks. Coming up a little later on on CNN Sports tonight, we'll have the announcement of Pete Rose being banned from baseball for life. We'll have all the reaction from players, coaches, and Pete Rose, plus all the news on the baseball races. That's 11.30 Eastern with Nick Charles and myself. A man who says baseball is his life may have to spend the rest of his life as an outsider in the sport. Baseball legend Pete Rose has been banned from the game by Commissioner Bart Giamatti. CNN's Nick Charles reports. After nearly three decades in the game, baseball for Pete Rose became a vanished reality Thursday. Baseball Commissioner Bart Giamatti in New York ended six months of swirling questions and banished Pete Rose permanently from baseball in front of a backdrop appropriately draped in funereal black. The banishment for life of Pete Rose from baseball is the, is the sad end of a sorry episode. One of the game's greatest players has engaged in a variety of acts which have stained the game. And he must now live with the consequences of those acts. In Cincinnati, Pete Rose fought through the sweeping emotion and finality of his judgment day. And as you can imagine, uh, this is a very sad day. You know, I've been in baseball three decades. And to think that I'm going to be out of baseball for a very short period of time. There you go. And there you go. Well, wasn't a very, now, now, technically, he, he was not, he did technic not, was not a psychic. He was out of baseball a lot longer than uh, he thought he would be, I think. Well, and yeah. technically, remember, he can, each year, he can apply for reinstatement, which he has, but it's he's never gotten it. And I don't, I personally just don't think he ever will. No, I was going after look, he dies. I think after he dies, he maybe uh, will get in the Hall of Fame. That's just yeah. a feeling. I don't have any. And it is a shame on, because, like I said, you look at the whole steroid era, like you know, and all those players that are still some of them that are still working in baseball. Right. But yet, yes, he bet. He bet, and I understand they had the rule at the time. Gambling rules are a lot different now in 2020 than they were in 1989. I understand that. However, well, now, now I don't think you can bet on your own team, but. No, uh, and players probably no. are still not technically supposed to bet, but betting on baseball is legal now. Yes, it is. Yes, yep. Not yes, not much. in not in every state, but it's no. legal. Now, no. Bill, well, you're well, a in states where sports betting is allowed. Yeah. Right. Now, Bill, you're a lifelong Reds fan. What's your feeling on all this? Well, I, what he did was bad. Okay, and it divided baseball. In he deserved what he got at the time. However. Look at this year's Houston or the Houston Astros. I think what they did to baseball might have been far worse than what Pete Rose yes. did. Yep. Yeah. I, I believe so. Yep, I mean, that's right. and you now the one thing about this that people don't think about this is the next they they didn't have Pete Rose as manager anymore. They had to let him go. They brought in Lou Pinella and they won the championship the next year. So there yep. you go. Now, that by the by the way, though, one of the I won't won't call them winners, but one of the winning things on this uh, coronavirus, boy, I'll bet the Houston Astros are enjoying not hearing all those boos. And and you know what, the Red Sox are thinking, oh wow, thank God, our, our stuff didn't come out. Well, yeah, the Red Sox would like to know uh, like what's going to happen. You know, it's, it's kind of, but you yeah, know, that's, nothing, probably, that's probably not going to be released until they figure out when the season's going to start. That probably right? is true. That's probably true. Yeah. So uh, you know, and, but and one other. One other note, I'm going to put this out because 
I watched part of this today, and it was kind of neat. If you're familiar with eSports and simulated sports, NASCAR today on FS1, and I think they're going to do more of these throughout the, the cancellations, they did a simulated race with actual NASCAR drivers playing the games, and they had the NASCAR announcers calling it. They did simulated eSports racing. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, when, when the, we had the baseball strike in 81, Ken Coleman and John Miller did uh, fantasy, uh, you know, did red, did the Red Sox schedule with uh, Stratomatic. Well, yeah. And, and, well, no, and, this and, is actual, this is actual, it's like a video game. It's like, it's, right, right. it's basically yeah, a video, video game. game yet. Yeah. But it's expanded but, because with the modern graphics and everything, I mean, it, it actually has them in their car, you know, simulated. They're able to recreate and it's it's basically like playing madden it's like playing right. madden right for but, but what they did i mean they had you know they did the stratomatic games and what they did was they of course we got john miller involved so there was a lot of creativity about play-by-play and oh yeah about uh, all kinds mm-hmm. of things they did one time when they were going to be playing in cleveland they had rocco scotty they played him singing the national anthem which he used to yeah. do there all the time and you know yep. different yep. things like that they had some extra inning games that, and everything were, else yeah. unlike that they were actually calling this was calling the actual what was going on on the on the screens, so, you know, right. with them and the drivers were using the controls, <clears throat> controlling, controlling. So they were actually calling. You had Mike Joy and all them on FS1 <laughs> calling this. So I mean, you may see more of that with some other sports, with some other things going on. Yep. But NASCAR, they're gonna and if it did well today, they're talking about doing more of these throughout the next few weeks. Yeah, why not? Okay. Why not? Okay, I think uh, we've we've taken care of everything. So, Sean, about you want to wrap us up? Facts and figures, Sean. Yep. All right. Well, first of all, if you want to download the podcast, go to legendoldies.com or type in Sports Lounge Live, three words. Also, you can do that for all things radio, three words. Or for the coffee club, do Wednesday coffee, two words. Or tell your smart device. Uh, to play the Sports Lounge Live podcast, All Things Radio, or uh, Wednesday Coffee Club. And just, if it's, if it's not the right one, just keep saying next till you get to it. Or you can dial 773-572-3006. Option 7 is the Coffee Club. Option 8 is All Things Radio. Option 9, Sports Lounge Live. While you're listening to an option, if you want to go in the archives, hit pound to keep skipping back there. And if you want to leave us a message anytime throughout the week, Option number two. So we're going to be back next week, and we will see what we we come up with. We never know, hey? We'll have have more stuff. Whether it's good stuff or not, it'll be stuff. We've we've got all kinds of stuff we can talk about. So uh, coronavirus or not, we will always be here and provide you with whatever entertainment we can. And we are socially distanced, as I pointed out. That's yes. why earlier I mentioned where we live. Yeah, we're all that that's true. Away from each other. See, yeah. they're encouraging the people to even do radio shows from home. We're already right. doing that. We're yeah, already. We're we, we were ahead of our time. That's right. That's right. Just do it. So okay. See you next week. Anyway, see you next week, everybody.